You're listening to The Andrew Miller Show. It's been a while, but I'm back, and we're just months away from Election Day. I'm a broken record about it, but this year, 2023, is the best year to run or vote third party or independent. With it only being state and local elections, the national political drama is not hogging up the scene as far as who or what is on the ballot. It's all about the individual candidates and your community right now. The Democrats and Republicans spend and campaign less this year than any other within a four-year period. So any campaigning that you or any independent or third-party candidate does will have you stand out more than them this time around Meanwhile, mindless, uninformed, down-ticket major party voters are sitting this one out in larger numbers than any other election within a four-year period. It's supposed to be the one year within a four-year period that has the lowest voter turnout. Now, having more options could bring that turnout up on a good note, but as far as the people who you know, only vote for president or only vote in the midterms and just vote a straight ticket without even thinking about it because of one candidate that's a so-called lesser evil. A lot of them are sitting this one out. So again, one less roadblock to worry about. Now this episode, we're talking with Larry Silver Jr., Libertarian Party candidate for mayor of Greenfield, Indiana. He wants to reduce wasteful spending, reduce utility rates, improve traffic, and wants more open government to the residents. Let's hear what he has to say. Welcome to the program, Larry Silver, candidate running for mayor of Greenfield, Indiana. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Definitely. Thanks for being on the program. So what motivated you to run for mayor of Greenfield? It it started, well, go back before COVID. So right. I was a lifelong Republican, part of the Republican Party, very active in the Republican Party. I live in Indiana, and then the COVID started, and our Republican governor just start he started shutting everything down. Oh, okay. uh, he, he started saying who was essential, who wasn't, and the part that uh, got me, you know, angry the most is he started shutting down churches. Um, oh. And then, so from there, I was expecting my local government, uh, local mayor, local city council to, you know, jump in any time, you know, to tell the governor that what he's doing is wrong. Uh, and, you know, our, you know, our, and pretty much tell them that Greenfield's not going to follow those uh, rules, laws. And instead of that, they just went right along with the governor. Uh, it was just like a rubber stamp for him. And then at that point, um, I started looking at different political parties. Uh, I was like, you know, Democrat. And then I found more out about the Libertarian Party through uh, former city councilman Phil Miller. Oh. Uh, and he kind of went over the platform with me, let me know what Libertarians, you know, philosophy is. Uh, and then it just the the main thing of his the philosophy was you know freedom libertarians are all about freedom 
less government uh, involvement, live your life how you want to live, you know, treat others, you know, with respect, don't steal their stuff, don't hurt them. And then that message just started resonating with me. So then from there, I started looking at how the city of Greenfield was spending money. Uh, and we were just, we were spending all kinds of money. We just, uh, we were, you know, up, updating the wrong things. We were buying new trucks for our department heads. We were putting, you know, money into um, uh, outdoor concerts, things like that. But what we weren't doing was fixing the roads we weren't wow. helping uh provide any kind of relief for you know property taxes we just we just kept spending spending and what I, what i've been calling our city suffers from the shiny new thing syndrome instead of repair they want to replace oh uh, wow well we, yeah well we need new vehicles they want you know 2023 models 2024 models uh when you can go find a perfectly good you know, 2006 truck for you know, half the price. Oh, um, sure. So I started looking into the finances of the city, seeing where money was being spent. Uh, we The city has a $30 million budget um, per year. And so I, I wanted to do something, you know, start raising awareness about how we can, we can reduce the, the budget and still have, you know, a great city. Um, so then, uh, started talking to the local, uh, Hancock County Libertarians, uh, their affiliate of the state party, the Libertarian Party of Indiana. And from there, decided to throw my name into the race, uh, went to the convention, got nominated. And, you know, a year later, I'm here. Oh, wow. Nice. So it sounds like the city is not prioritizing things well, because while it is no. common for, you know, some of this type of money be spent on, you know, concerts in the public parks, things like that. Right. And not many people, you know, right, raise hell about that. But when there's roads and potholes not being fixed, that's when it's right. like, all right, priorities, first things first. Yep. Wow. You know, uh, fix what we got before building, you know, new stuff. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I know, you know, speaking of parks, I know visiting uh, your webpage there, uh, one of the reasons you stated on wanting to be mayor is to clean up and fix Riley Park. Yet you also want yes. to bring the Parks Department budget down from $1.5 million to $800,000. So Correct. first question, a little two-part question here. So what is wrong with Riley Park that needs to be improved? And how is uh, the money already you know, being wasted since you want to improve something while bringing the budget down? Uh, yeah, uh, good question. So Riley Park, it's uh, one of our original parks in Greenfield. It's named after James Wickham Riley. It used to be home of the Greenfield Youth Baseball Association Little League. They've, huh. they've moved, so half the park is just empty now, um, not being used. It's right next to Brandywine Creek. So every time it rains, the park floods. Oh, wow. Um, the um, facilities there are in need of improvement. And um, the, so I, I would like to see it, you know, expand so that it brings more people into it. But to keep the cost down, I would rely heavily on 
uh, non, you know, community groups like church groups. Uh, for example, we have a on the trail at Riley Park. There's a spring house, and a resident, just a regular resident, got together with Home Depot and a few volunteers, and they've restored it back to what it needs to be. And this this was not using any taxpayer dollars. This was not using you know the any of the parks equipment. This was just one guy who decided it needed to be cleaned up, fixed, and he took the initiative to uh, to do that. Um, for the parks department, you know, they're one of the departments as far as like waste of money that they want to go out and buy that new 2023 tw truck. Um, they want to make uh, uh, improvements to other parks and not really focus on what we have. We recently annexed a nature park that the parks department is um, taking care of, uh. and um, before you know, so their their thing is they want to keep expanding the parks, and I want to just fix what we have first before oh, we start sure. expanding it. Um, we have a we we have one park called Commons Park uh, that's on my platform, you know, I, and I've been telling everybody I'm looking at selling that park. It's in a, it was a former house. The house got tore down, lane got donated to the city. They put a park there. It's got a few swings, a slide, and barely used. But the city's paying to, you know, with the upkeep of it. Um, so it kind of goes together, but I'm, I'm going to really focus on community involvement, uh, especially those, you know, civic groups out there that want to, uh, help their community get better uh soliciting private donations um i mean we could do anything it's just i don't want to use a lot of taxpayer dollars to do it wow and is there a strong presence of uh, civic organizations and strong membership in greenfield we, we've got we, we've got several church groups uh we've got a uh several you know scouting organizations okay. uh we have a uh there's two boy scouts cub scout then we have a girl scout um and then we've and then it's also a good place to utilize you know people who need to do community service uh, okay court order to do community service they could get out there and you know we could put them to put them to work too there's there's always there's ways around all of it um one thing that our parks department does is we ru uh, they run a daycare. Hmm. Um, daycare, I mean, anybody can use it, but within our city, we have, I believe, four different daycare groups, and government should not be competing with the free market. Um, the free market should be able to, you know, decide who runs a daycare, who don't cost of the daycare um that's not the it's not the government's job hmm. all right because yeah long as far as the parks thing and cleaning them up i mean long as there are enough people to pitch in and do it sure i know the town yes. i grew up in you know one time a year is in the spring usually around may they had something called operation clean sweep i think they still have it maybe they call it something else now but yeah all the the rotary club uh my boy scout troop yes. uh you know, other civic organizations would just pitch and get involved and, you know, pick up trash around town and do any type mm -hmm. of, 
maybe even a little bit of landscaping that needs to be done in public spaces and such. You know, it was one time a year, but it just showed that, yeah, you can get people and organizations to pitch in. I don't know how all other organizations work, but I know in scouts, Mm -hmm. in order to move up ranks in Boy Scouts, uh, one of the requirements is to put in a certain amount of uh, service hours. So these community service projects, um, as long as there's enough people involved in scouts, uh, yeah, you'll find enough people who jump at the opportunity because they want to move up that rank, get those service hours in. And not have to scavenge around trying to look for that or be Mm -hmm. held back over it. So, yes, I could see it working in that regard, but it all depends on, you know, if there are enough people involved or not. Correct. Yeah. And and in in Greenfield, we're uh, uh, Greenfield's uh, the heart of Hoosier hospitality. I feel like, you know, there's if there's a need or need to get something done, we can get enough people, you know, together to do it. Oh, that's good then. That makes all the difference then. And yeah, you wanted you also want to make a more open government to the residents. Yes. Now, now how how would that work? So our, our the way our current system is, our our city governments, I mean they they do to notify residents of any public hearings, changes, things like that. They do the bare minimum that's required by law. Oh yeah. Um, because, you know, sometimes it's, there may be a public hearing that, you know, uh, affects you directly. You don't know about it until you read it, that it's already took place in the paper. Exactly. So, yeah. So I want to, I want to be able to do, you know, live, uh, live stream, all of our meetings Our our meetings are currently live streamed right now on the city website. I want to expand that to, you know, uh, YouTube, Rumble, social, you know, Facebook live. Uh, any social media avenue that we've got so more people can see it that can't come down. Uh, our local papers, the Daily Reporter, uh, I've been telling everybody, you know, they're, I'm going to uh, find some way we're going to put, give them a desk inside City Hall. Anything that's going on, they'll be able to know about it and report it back to the people. Nice. Um, one idea that I, I proposed is, um, our our city districts they're not represented well to the fact where the residents really only see their city you know representatives when election time um and i want to be able to you know pick one district maybe once a month and go door to door with that city councilman or city councilwoman whoever is representing that district talk to the residents directly find out what they you know how things are if they feel like things need to be improved uh what we're doing good what we're doing bad but i want to have that open dialogue with everybody anytime whether it's good or or bad of course i would like more more good than bad but in politics you get both <laughs> oh definitely and i like what you mentioned about the local newspaper there and even mm-hmm. having them you know right in there in the, in the town hall because it reminds me of uh the piece I just recently read, I came across in The Atlantic, and it was mm-hmm. called, yeah, local, the the local news crisis is weirdly easy to solve. And yeah, easy by what you just proposed right there, because it goes through some examples of, you know, certain deals and certain like insane salary increases for 
certain members right. of government that just went through, you know, without anyone knowing until too late. And the difference is if there was somebody there reporting on that, you know, it would have stopped them in their tracks or more people would be aware of it. But when that's not there, they could get right. away with more. There's a lot that more they could get away with when that happens. Yeah. What do government right. officials do when no one's watching? Often they enrich themselves or mm -hmm. their allies at the taxpayer's expense. I mean, that's just one quote I'm making from that piece. But yeah, and it's uh, yes. some movement. Uh, the guy who wrote this thing, he is with, yeah, it's called Rebuild Local News. This guy, Stephen Waldman, he's president of Rebuild Local News and co-founder of Report for America and yeah, he wrote this piece that was in the Atlantic that talks about just that. And I even reached out and invited mm -hmm. them to be on the show. I haven't heard back from them yet. But uh, <laughs> but no, that's that's very important. I remember yeah, growing yes. up, you know, like my town, a square mile town, had its own newspaper. Everybody was in the loop on what went on. Even if people thought there's a bunch of corny stuff in there from time to time, whatever, that's always going to be the case. But everybody mm -hmm. was in the loop. Uh, now... Right. People will complain about something after it happens, after it's been rammed down their throats. And no one's like, hey, you know, this mm -hmm. came out of nowhere. There will always be some defender of the status quo who will say, well, you could have attended such and such a zoning board meeting on such and such date a while back. And it's like, well, who knew about that? Nobody knew about that. And how many people are able right. to attend every single town council meeting, every single library board, school board, zoning board meeting all year round? Most people don't because you know they have their family they have their careers or there's only so many meetings that they may feel like matters to them the problem is they don't know which ones until after the fact so that's a problem so it is important to you know have the local yeah. newspaper right there right an office right there and then they're able to report on mm -hmm. it all so I'm, I'm glad to hear that i'm you know i truly believe in that and yeah. i hope you succeed well, with that and yeah like yep whether it's good or bad i feel that uh, all the residents should know everything that's going on at all times. Yeah, definitely. Because once people notice and complain about it, it's too late. There's no turning back now, especially if it's like Correct. development related. Like if there's a bunch of like high rise mm -hmm. luxury to apartment buildings, I know like where I live in New Jersey, that's like a big thing. And, you know, everyone's complaining about it because, you know, it's congested as it is already. But now that it's ha happened or happening, there there's really no turning back. And all people could do is learn from it and find a way to, you know, keep it from happening where it's not needed or right. not wanted because nobody voted for it. None of the local politicians mm -hmm. campaigned on it. So it just happens out of nowhere. And then once in a while, some one person will say, well, it was discussed at a such and such zoning meeting and you could have gone there. But no, like, no that's not enough. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But no, this I is good to see that kind of transparency. And yes, transparency is key. It is. It is. And then that way, you know, people could allow what they want to happen in the town and then stand up against things mm -hmm. that nobody wants, nobody needs before it's too late. Now, I, one thing I came across on your site that sounded very, very specific here, it said, I want you to be allowed to have chickens or any other animal you want on your property. It's your property. Do what you yeah. want. The city has no right to tell you you cannot. Is there some kind of a 
right. chicken issue going on? Like, is there some kind of specific law there that, is... that's outdated or something? So, um, I knew nothing about chickens when I started this campaign, uh, but hmm. then started talking to people, and there's a majority of, of residents that want backyard chickens. Hmm. Uh, Great Greenfield has a city ordinance that says no, you cannot have backyard chickens. And Ooh. my, you know, being a libertarian, I'm like, okay, you, you know, government can't tell you what you can do on your on your property. They already. You know, you already pay taxes on it. Uh, it's your property. It's, you know, your homestead, whatever you want to call it, it's yours. So you should be able to do anything you want on it at any time. Um, I mean, chickens is the big thing. Uh, but, you know, say if somebody wants a donkey, if it's there on their on their property, it's not a – the government can't go in and say um, that you can't do it. Um, it's goes back. It goes back to you know the you know in uh, our Bill of Rights. Everyone's entitled to life, liberty, and happiness. Um, so if having chickens make you happy, have have chickens. Um, sure. There's yeah. On I mean on a government side, I see they may be concerned on how people are going to take care of the chickens. Me just being a human being, have I have faith and trust in people that they're going to take their care of their chickens like their own kids. Oh, sure. Um, and it's just one of those things where I, the government should have no, they have no right to tell you what to do. Wow. Um, you, you own the property, do what you want. You want to build a fence, you know, build a fence. Cause if you have to ask for permission for everything you want to do on something you own, you don't really own it. Oh no, not at all. Yeah. So, so that, that's what it is. Chickens came in after I started the campaign, but that's the I don't know percentage, but the majority of people, when you know I talk to them and ask them what they want, they they want chickens. All right, great. And I think that's the kind of thing because when I read that, I was thinking about it. Like, yeah, if that if that's the case, where more people were telling you, hey, we want to be able to raise chickens in our yard, mm -hmm. and uh, the town says we can't. I mean, when the town has a specific ordinance like that, you know, I yes. always wonder why, like whose idea was it to have that ordinance or what caused it? Like, was it something because they did allow it at one time yeah. and something got out of control or did somebody have some type of conflict of interest? Somebody was bribed by maybe, I don't know, some certain campaign donor that says, no, people raising <laughs> chickens will somehow, uh, you know, cause serious competition with uh, my business of selling chicken meat right. so i uh I, I don't want that so i'm gonna you know bribe you politicians to keep that from happening yes i mean i, I call, you know, that's I what like i always to, wonder yeah i like to call it government overreach um they they just they want their hands in every aspect of the cookie jar oh yeah and especially now with the prices like what it costs for groceries and what it costs for meats, I mean, I, I do, I could see people who never thought they would want to raise chickens before deciding, you know what, maybe it is cheaper for me to like, you know, whether it's growing my own vegetables in my own garden, yeah. you know, like the same concept, like instead of like growing like a huge portion of my paycheck at the supermarket, just to, mm -hmm. you know, just to survive basically, I wonder if it's more cost effective for me to grow my own vegetables. And in this case, uh, 
and chickens. provide my own meat in this case chickens raise my own chickens instead of buying chicken at the supermarket right. i could just uh, raise you know i have room in my property to raise my own so i'll do that and of course with mm -hmm. that people have to know what they're doing i think that's more yes complex than growing tomatoes in your backyard but but same yes. concept though i mean i, I could still mm -hmm. i could see more people wanting to catch on to that who probably didn't consider such a thing 20 years ago Correct. That and, you know, families with young children, you know, raising chickens help teach those kids, you know, responsibility, a work ethic um, to get them ready for whenever they venture out on their own. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And about the current mayor, you said the current mayor and council only care about raising taxes and taking your hard earned money away. Now, some people would read this and you know, especially people who just, you know, watch either CNN or Fox News and nothing else. Mm -hmm. And they just go with the the typical like media narrative of politics, you know, regardless of what their own views are, would think, oh, let me guess. The, you know, the current mayor said Democrat. Uh, this is a a tax and spend liberal type dig or whatever. You know, but I looked up Greenfield, Indiana, if I'm not mistaken, the current mayor is a Republican, right? Correct. Uh, Greenfield has had a one party rule for the last 20 years. It's all, it's been all, all Republicans. And the, um, every year they have an opportunity to look at the budget and figure out how to reduce it. But every year they keep adding to the budget. Um, Greenfield owns its own utility company. So right. the, our Greenfield city council, they set the utility rates. Uh, and it's it's instead of keeping them the same, like they are all constantly looking at raising. They just recently raised the our water rate usage mm. um, that went in effect uh, July first. It goes in effect every July first for the next three years, um, and it, it's three. It's so it goes up sixty cents uh, a gallon for the every three years um and in a time like now you know with inflation you were talking about the grocery store prices you know um the, i saw the news uh i think it was nbc you know most grocery store prices are up like 30 percent um gas is way up yeah um there's just the cost of living is up. A lot of people's salaries aren't going up. Everything's going up. Oh, so I know that. <laughs> we have an yeah, we have an opportunity to, you know, help people a little bit. Uh, we need to do it instead of keep picking their pockets um, for more money. So I'm hoping we have a budget hearing coming up here um, next week, and I'm uh, I'm hoping that they start reducing some of it. Uh, if it goes up over the current 30 million, I'll probably have a lot more to say on it. Oh, wow. Hopefully they, hopefully they are getting the hint to start lowering it. Wow. And is this mayor, is he running for re-election at all or no? He is not. Uh, okay. he, uh, he announced, uh, so I announced my campaign October of, um, 20. 2021 is when I announced. I didn't get the nomination until 2022. Uh, three weeks after I, not, uh, I officially announced, 
that I was seeking the Libertarian Party nomination. He released a press statement. He's not rerunning for election. So uh, in Central, it's an open seat this year. Uh, my uh, campaign opponents are I got a, a Democrat and a Republican, and then uh, I'm the Libertarian. All right. Yeah, definitely good luck with that. And is it like overwhelmingly Republican Greenfield, Indiana? Yes. Okay. So just Uh, like one party rule all the time, basically. Correct. Uh, I like to tell everybody that I live in uh, Trump country. All right. Um, Because you you drive around Greenfield, you'll see at least about ten to twenty, you know, Trump flags hanging up, and uh, it's a very the Republicans have done very well to maintain their control. Oh sure. Um, there now a lot of the a lot of the races over the years have always been uncontested uh, because you have you know the Democrat Party even the Libertarian Party it's you, you know it, it's a long shot to win so why go through the efforts um, but with this campaign just talking to people I'm I'm feeling very confident about it uh, I'm looking forward to election night. And I'm, um, I th- I'm pretty sure we're going to make history one way or another. Ah, definitely. And yeah, I think you're doing the right thing because in an area where it is, mo- it is like overwhelmingly in this case Republican. Yeah, the main, I mean, the main reason most people probably keep voting for the Republicans is they don't want Democrats in there, and then vice right. versa, especially in other places. You know, hold your nose voting, mm-hmm. and. Their reasons for leaning toward a Republican could vary, but a lot of them could be, you know, the things that, well, Republicans and libertarians have in common, you know, mostly the taxation and property and economic type things, right. in which case, you know, they still need another option. Otherwise, you know, they'll as much as they'll hold their nose and vote Republican, they'll mm-hmm. still complain about, you know, everything you mentioned about, you know, the mayor just wants to raise taxes taxes and take your hard-earned money and all that other stuff and it's like well mm-hmm. you know that goes against why they were voting for that party in the first place so here right. at least they have another option to you know un- to fight that one party rule without you know going to the party that they don't even li- never liked at all in the first place so that's important correct and you know even places that. that are mostly democrat run uh like minneapolis a mm-hmm. uh, I think like a year or two ago, might have been longer than that because time flies. But I had a guest on who's in the Green Party and he was already an elected official. He's on a city council in Minneapolis, and mm-hmm. yeah, the rest everyone else there was you know Democrat. But again, it's still important to you know not have more than just yeah. one party rule. Otherwise, they just rubber stamp everything, and then they have mm-hmm. an easy easier time looking out for themselves. But if you have someone else on there, even if they're not like the polar opposite of them ideologically or or have you know some differences some similarities you know at least it kind of helps mix things up a bit it helps keep things in check helps keep Mm -hmm. things more balanced and you know just holds their feet to the fire more so yeah i agree with what you're doing and i wish you luck and i hope uh, the people come out instead of uh you know voting for the republican candidate they vote for you yes Yes, I got you know I got to win those Republican voters over, but um, we're just going to keep driving our message of reducing the budget, uh, yeah, fixing traffic. We have major traffic issues, and uh, it's our our two main roads are controlled by the state, so we we got to 
we got to get the state out of the way to to fix those and just restoring property rights. Oh yeah, and since uh, you know, whatever Democratic voters or Democratic leaning voters, a few of them are in that area, since mm -hmm. they already know that, yeah, Democrats don't have a chance anyway. You know, some of them maybe might right. get some of them to vote for you too. Like once they understand that, hey, you know, he could attract, you know, us and people who normally would be Republican and maybe we could all unite. Because I know on the bottom of your page there, you know, it's kind of like almost like a Venn diagram type thing. It says libertarian positions and has left positions, right positions, has where you agree with each. And then at mm -hmm. the very end, you know, like where you disagree with each. And then in the middle, like what the Libertarian Party itself stands for. And again, like if someone who normally votes Democrat or left, the things that they do agree with you on are things that happen to be their top priorities anyway. Mm -hmm. Then why not? Yeah. You know, why not? Why not just go for it? You know, especially when they know, hey, there's other people they could unite with to, you know, help you win and get elected. When they already know mm -hmm. that voting right. Democrats is going to be a lost cause and that they're totally outnumbered. Well, you know what? Mm -hmm. There may be some Republicans that are fed up with the current Republicans running things, and they could say, all right, hey, you know, we have our reasons or agreements with uh, Larry, and you have your own agreements with Larry. And mm -hmm. yeah, let's uh, band together and make this happen. Exactly. Good points. Yeah, definitely. And is there anything else you'd like to put out there? Anything else you want to say? Anything you want to plug? Any way that people could reach you and help you? Um, they could, uh, you know, uh, find me on uh, uh, Facebook and Twitter. It's uh, uh, Larry, yeah, Larry Silver Jr. for Greenfield Mayor. Uh, and then they could visit our our website. There's a direct link on the Facebook page for it. All right. The actual website is resetgreenfield.org. Um, wait, I'd probably wait a day or two. I I got an email this morning. We're having some problems with the URL, you know, the, the address link with it. Uh, but there's a direct link on the Facebook page, and that's uh, Larry Silver, Jr. for Greenfield, Mayor, Indiana. And then just to learn more about the Libertarian Party, they can visit our state website, uh, lpin.org. Ah. Uh, it's a very uh, informational site into what the Libertarian Party's doing and what we're doing here in uh, Indiana. Uh, one advantage we have in, in Indiana compared to a lot of third parties in other states is uh, uh, we we have ballot ballot easy ballot access. Nice. Uh, we've had we re, we've retained it since 1994. Wow. Um, so, and we're planning on keep retaining it. It's uh, up every four years. Uh, it's determined by our Secretary of State candidate race. So as long as they get two percent. We got ballot access for another four years. All right, nice. That's that's the goal. All right, excellent. And yeah, once again, uh, good luck in November. Thank you again for being Thank on the you. program. And yeah, awesome. let's uh, yeah, let's you know, because the Libertarian Party already has hundreds of offices held throughout America. I mean, a lot of people don't realize mm -hmm. that, especially people who don't see the option on their own ballot where they live locally, but. Even the Green right. Party has like over 100. So on the local levels, I mean, yeah, there are more third parties mm -hmm. getting elected than a lot of people realize and think. So I, I like to put that out there so people know that 
you know, this grassroots movement, it is working, even if it's slowly but surely, it is working. And, you know, it, it's a wise vote, not a wasted one. And, yeah, I just want right. to keep the momentum going. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thank you again, and enjoy the rest of your day, and good luck. You too. Thanks. It was nice talking to you. You too. To learn more about Larry's campaign and how to help him, you can reach his site through the Libertarian Party's website at lp.org forward slash candidates. You'll find other candidates in that party running for local and state office all over America. You'll be amazed how many Libertarians are running in this year's election. The Libertarian Party does a great job on their website when it comes to finding candidates running for offices. You can just look at them all, or you can search by uh, criteria, such as office level, state, and even county. It's pretty well organized. If you lean green, go to the Green Party's website, gp.org forward slash elections. View races by year and click on 2023, and you'll see which Green Party candidates are running for office and where. The Green Party already had 25 victories this past spring for local elections to different kinds of local boards all throughout America. So never let anyone tell you a vote for your conscience is a wasted vote. That's nonsense. The grassroots are harvesting results. There are as now over 100 elected Greens and over 300 elected Libertarians holding office in America. Let's keep the momentum going. As always, let's move forward together. And for now, peace out.